everyone, and welcome to Koke, a podcast for all generations. Koke means to be open, it means openly, and here at Koke, we encourage everyone to listen Koke, speak Koke, and think Koke. I'm Simran. I'm Nimrit. It's Harpo. And this is episode 14, titled, The End of a World. A world, not the world, just to clarify. In this episode, we really want to talk about what happens when you hit a crossroads. The choices that are in front of you, having to make one or the other, any kind of regret or FOMO, if that comes up, and how it feels like it's the end of the world, but really it's just the end of a world. And I think this is a topic that came up for me because there's a lot of changes going on, a lot of what feels like massive, massive life decisions that to some extent I feel I have to make the perfect decision, I have to make the right decision, and the rest of my life depends on it, when really it's probably not that big a deal. In fact, it's really not that big a deal because I know that there's always going to be the next choice. There's always going to be another thing that comes up. And at that moment, I'm going to feel the same way. And looking back, you know, a year ago or two years ago, I felt the same way about something else. I'm somebody who firmly has always told everyone in my life that I believe and do believe actually that things happen for a reason, that no matter what it is, it's always supposed to happen. And even though I'm one of those people, I still get stuck at this crossroads and I still get stuck of this at this point of feeling like I need to make the perfect decision and not make any mistakes, even though I know that things happen for a reason, even if it's seen as a quote unquote mistake. So how do you feel about crossroads and big life choices and transitions and all this stuff? You're right when you say that it feels like it's the end of the world, you know, as if like this one decision your entire life rests on this one decision and that the entire course of your life is going to be changed because of this crossroad Mm. that you've come to but you're so right like in the grand scheme of things this one thing is not necessarily like the end of the world um Mm. crossroads are just that they're just a crossroads and you just have to pick a path that you want to cross and whatever path you take will just inevitably take you to where you were supposed to be Um, but they do feel very daunting and they're interesting and they're confusing. And I agree that sometimes it's like, I I also believe that everything happens for a reason, but sometimes you forget that. I I know I forget it all the time. In Mm -hmm. theory, I get it and it makes sense to me. Like I always say like, Hey, did you know that like not even a leaf turns in this world without a purpose? But then sometimes I forget that everything that's happening to me among like, I miss that crossroad is happening for a reason to propel me from like one thing to the next Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wanted to share a different perspective Uh, and I think it's because of my age I think I was exactly like you when I was younger Mm -hmm. everything seemed so much bigger and when I think of the big crossroads in my life they were big life-changing events one of the biggest was my divorce and I remember how much turmoil I was in And now it's been 17 years and I look back at that that time and yes, it was emotional, it was turmoil, 
But what I'm thinking is, in that turmoil, whenever I made decisions or took actions where I stood in my foundation of beliefs, certain beliefs, I always made the right choice. Mm-hmm. And when I tried, when I made choices based on fear or loneliness or sadness, they were not good choices. Mm-hmm. And now at this stage in my life, when I look at what you know, possibly you two are going through or other people who are younger are going through, I can see that because of the distance. And so when I have the same kinds of crossroads, they don't feel so big anymore because I've overcome many crossroads in my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. My latest one was three, four years ago when I decided to go into business for myself. That was huge. I was in such turmoil, I remember. Mm-hmm. And I spent two years trying to make that decision, yeah. right? And now when I look back, I think, wow, I've come so far. So that's what I'm coming to is the fact that there are crossroads. There is a lot of emotion and turmoil and if we if we can just stand fast in certain foundational truths and beliefs about ourselves, we can overcome anything. Mm-hmm. What you're saying about emotion is like so true. I get so wrapped up in my emotions, like so wrapped up in my emotions, and it feels even more like it's the end of the world. And I forget everything about what I believe in, what my strengths like where all that sits and I think it's because I haven't done enough work on myself to like build a foundation that I can remember or go back to if that makes sense I feel like I've done a lot of survival mode we've talked about that before um and tried to put emotion in a box or feel it for a little bit but then it has to go away because I can't function I was literally just saying to you this earlier when we checked in I was like I have to if in order to function I can't think about it stuff because I just get too emotional so yeah when you're saying about standing in your strength I think that's the next step of the work that I need to do in order to and maybe that's what this crossroads is for and that's what it's teaching me is that I need to find my strength because enough is enough (laughs) I was just gonna say to auntie's point of like, you know, being able to have distance and having seen your your crossroads in the future. I think hindsight is such a privilege. Mm. Like, hindsight is such a weird thing because, yeah, like, when you look back at it, you're like, ah, like, that didn't mean shit. Like, wow. Like, I was wrapped up in that. There's so many things mm. that I feel like that about. But when you're in it, it's so hard to remember all the things, all the crossroads, all the, like, fucked up shit that you went through to get to where you are like sometimes you just forget because I feel like we compartmentalize I feel like I do right like I forget that oh for the last five years so and so was happening in my life and now five years later like that doesn't even bug me like I it could happen right in front of me and I wouldn't even be bothered I wouldn't be phased but then I don't feel that same way about the same like a very similar scenario that's unfolding in front of me right now you know, and that's why I think like hindsight is like so interesting because I forget to use it. I always forget mm-hmm. to use it. Totally. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's a and good point. You know why? Because what's happening in the present is what part of you is in control. So if it's the part of you that's the inner voice, that's the inner critic, mm-hmm. all the inner critic is doing is finding out all the places you went wrong, yep. showing you all the places you were yep. failure. And mm-hmm. I'm using quotation marks air quotes right and it's showing you all that evidence and it's running the show 
Mm-hmm. And that's why you can't remember all the times when you were so strong, when mm-hmm. you were so powerful, mm-hmm. when you had courage, when you did those badass things. It doesn't allow you to remember that. Yeah. And so you have to find a way to step back out of the circumstance of this event and find, like, we call it a meta view in coaching, mm-hmm. to look down at your life and say, hang on, what's really going on? Yeah. Okay, yeah, this is my emotions. This is my big things. This is what my inner critic is saying to me, but what's really going on here? Yeah. And what can I hold on to? But I think that's a, that's a process that like you, you like none of us, I don't think fully ever master in life. We talked about self-care in our last episode. And I think like, that's like what I feel like self-care is. It's like really working with that inner critic and, um, being able to remove yourself. Like, you know, there's that, there's that saying where it's like, you know, put your, like, see yourself as like a good friend of yours or like your best friend. Like what advice Mm -hmm. would you give to your best friend if your best friend was in the same situation that you were in? And then it all, all of a sudden becomes so easy, right? To tell Mm -hmm. your friend. But that, what you're saying right there, Harpo, is the meta view. Yeah. Is asking yourself that kind of a question or asking that kind of a perspective. Would Mm -hmm. you say this to your best friend? What Mm -hmm. if it was happening to your best friend? That's an excellent example. And then what happened? You said, your entire perspective shifts. It does. It completely shifts. Like if I think about sometimes when I'm saying things out loud to my friends, I'll stop and be like, holy shit, like I'm talking to myself right now. Um, And that's because I feel like, yeah, like it's so much easier for me to give that advice to my friends and to critique, like provide constructive criticism to my friends. And then sometimes I come home and I'm like, Harpo, bitch, you were talking to yourself there, you know? Mm -hmm. I think the other thing is like, when you're talking about the inner critic and how it's picking up on all your failures and negatives, it's, I, for me, that happens and then propels me further into make, I have to make the perfect choice now because in the past, these are all your failures. These are all your mistakes. So now you better not fuck up. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk about mistakes. You said mistakes. <laughs> I just love the way you guys are swearing this episode and it's not me. <laughs> I'm just loving that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. mistakes. Um, yeah, I think my question for that was why do we think that a choice or a mistake or a decision or at this crossroad, there's two options in front of you. Why do we think that any of them is going to be a mistake when we say those things? We know that things happen for a reason, blah, 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 blah. And then, mom, you said before we started this, you're like, mm, flip a coin. And I was like, you know what? Mm, mm. That sounds like really sketchy and really like I don't need to leave all my like control in a coin but maybe it's because I'm trying to be too controlling that I do need to leave the control in a coin I was thinking maybe it's because we don't trust ourselves oh for sure right like which is so wild do I trust myself enough to make the right decision because if you did really trust yourself you'd then be you like done it oh no okay that's what I need so I'm gonna just do that there's no like yeah you wouldn't waste like days weeks like pondering over no. one stupid thing you would trust yourself and be like that's 100%. what I want and I need mm-hmm. and when people ask me like what do you want what do you need I can list out pros and cons for both of them but in my head they equal out exactly the same so I can't make a choice because I don't trust my gut because I don't Wow. Trust myself to not fuck up. Even though... And what's fucking up? Yeah. You're like, what will you fuck up? Because it keeps feeling... If I think for me, it feels like you're already at a fucked up situation because you're having to make this choice and because you are at this crossroads, even though the crossroads not really necessarily always in control. But you're here. And... Maybe it's like you don't want to hurt yourself more. You don't want to do this. But it might... Then again, I'm going back to... I set myself the pros and the cons of both. It's like... 
there's going to be pros and cons, but there's pros on both. So it's fine because Mm. they exist. What are some, what are some mistakes that we've made? The three of us. Can we give our listeners something raw because they always want it. They always (laughs) want, y'all are so needy with our personal lives. So what are some mistakes we've made? I don't know. So, so I want to answer this, um, in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, when I was going through my divorce, it's about three years after the event, I was still going through this emotional turmoil and I read something somewhere and I just followed those instructions. So the instructions were think about the best thing in your life right now. And so I thought about the best thing in my life and they were my two children. Hmm. Okay. So then I thought about my two children who I would not give up for the world who are my life, my heart. And then the instruction said, well, keep going back in the decisions you've made over your life until you come up to what was the decision that right now you're classifying as a mistake, but that led to those ch- that best thing in your life. And guess what? Mm-hmm. I had been for three years thinking and regretting that I had married the man I had married <clears throat> because it had ended in a divorce. Bruh. Right? And I had been thinking about, oh my God, you were so young. You were so immature. Why did you make the decision at 25? You didn't know anything. And I had been like not trusting myself. I had been second guessing myself. I had been holding myself wrong, a failure, all those things because I divorced. But that decision actually ended up with the best thing in my life, which were my children. And, you know, in that exact moment, I dropped and I had never picked it up again. The fact that my marriage was a regret, it has never been a regret. That was exactly what was meant to happen when I was 25. That was the man I was supposed to marry. We were going to be in a relationship, learn, grow, grow apart, divorce, have to make separate lives, and the end product with the children. Mm-hmm. And, and a different person, me, with the years of learning and understanding about myself, my boundaries, my strengths, and my failures. And I have dropped any iota of regret around marrying that guy. Who happens to be Simmons Fatherson? <laughs> that guy. I'm like holding my like head in my hands because I, yeah. I was, that's, wow. I, I got kind of like, oh, I got teary-eyed listening to that because you're so right. When you, when I think about that, it's like, it just clicks, right? Because, and then that way, can there ever even be mistakes? Like, can you ever classify yeah. anything as a mistake ever? Because that quote unquote mistake is what got you from who you were when you did that quote-unquote mistake to who the fuck you are now like I think about that like I there's this one thing it's not like a particular event or something in my life that I I always feel like you're that was a mistake like you know like very candidly like you falling in love with that guy was a mistake you spending five years being worked up over this person was a mistake all the relationships that you put aside because of that relationship was a mistake um, the amount of times you like laid in your bed and cried because of that person was a mistake. But then I stop and think about like, I am who I am. And I always think this to myself, but I've never said it out loud, but I always look myself in the mirror and I say, Harpo, you are the empire that you are today because you went through that. And that, because you yeah. met that person and you did fall in love with that person the way that you did. And it played out the way that it did. That's why you are the empire that you are today. So when people always come to me and say, we don't know who you were before, like, you know, like who you are right now, but like, it must've been a great person and nah, it was not a great person, but I am a great person today because I made that quote unquote mistake. Mic drop onto you blew my mind just now. That's so crazy. 
I think I feel the same thing to Bauer. I was just like, you know, you're talking and I'm going through like all these different things in my life where it felt like the end of the world. But it's also maybe perhaps you're going so, through the end of a world right now. Like, you know, maybe, a world. Yeah, yeah a, a, a world. world. Keyword. That's Keyword, a world. Because you see, it was <clears throat> the end of a world when I got divorced. It was the end of a world. It was horrendous. Yeah. And then a new world. I created my new world. Mm. And then ever since then, my crosswords have never been that immense or that extreme. Because if I can, if I can come through that and be all right. Mm. and my kids can be all right, and I can create another life, I can do anything. Really. Mm -hmm. So what about mistakes you've made? I think a lot of the, when I'm thinking about all these mistakes, the mistakes, quote-unquote, let's keep calling them that, because they're not really mistakes, um, or just instances where I felt this overwhelmed, is the underlying theme has always been And I think I made the right choice in those mistakes or in those crossroads, even though they felt horrible. The underlying thing has always been that one part of me wanted to stay and, you know, stay in whatever that horrible situation was. And the other, because I felt like it was the right thing to do, because I felt like as a people-pleasing firstborn, this was my obligation, you know. But then the other half of me is like, like you said, Harpo, if you were to say this to your friend, your best friend, you would be like, girl, what are you doing? Like, these are not the values that you live by. These are not the things that you say are so important. This is not how you would want your friend to feel or what you would want your friend to do to themselves. So the, the underlying thing has always been that the hard choice, which I've made, was to get out of it. And in that getting out of it, I'm sticking up for what I believe in and who I am and I'm sticking in my strength. Even though it's so freaking difficult, even though you feel like everything's falling apart, even though you feel like a wreck, even though you feel like you've got nothing going for you, it's like there's a reason why you were so torn. There's a reason why you chose to get off the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And the key here is sticking up for yourself because I could have stayed in my marriage yeah. and it would have been a certain way. And I remember thinking about it. Right? Right? You I think about it. Two years <laughs> to think about it. And and the thing that made me leave, and I'm a little bit embarrassed to say this, the thing that made me leave actually was myself. It was when I looked at my daughters who were young and I thought that's the kind of role model I'm going to be for them. They're going to grow up thinking this is all right yeah oh that's and huge that's when I made my decision I'm Holy. sorry to say it wasn't for myself because I don't know if I wasn't strong enough at that point but I was never gonna let that happen to my children mm-hmm. who were girls right I did not want them to grow up thinking it was okay to stay in a unhappy just for the sake of it just just for the sake of something called marriage mm-hmm. yeah and that's when I actually my choice and and I know by sticking up for them, I was sticking up for me. I do know that. Yeah. You know what's wild is because I know that about you, and I I see that. Like I know that because you know I'm the product of that marriage. So <laughs> you know I grew up with a different perspective because I'm the daughter. But I grew up in that situation where you have parents who are separated, where you have to deal. Like I was very much a middleman. <laughs> Like, I was the communicator, messenger boy person. (laughs) And I hated it. And I always thought, I'm never going to 
I don't want to be in a situation where I have to, like, that has to be my kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then also at the same time, like, you can't control things. You might marry someone who you think is going to be, like, you know, the perfect person. You might start a relationship with someone who you think, I could have kids with this person because what they're saying is exactly how I feel about stuff and blah, blah, blah. But people change mm-hmm. and things happen and you never know. But like you said, at the end of the day, you have to be like, I'm not doing this because for the sake of it. Mm. And so in my crossroads, having to make the choices that I've had to make recently, it's almost the same thing. It's like, you know, I saw what you went through and I had a certain perspective about my life and how I was not going to put up with that shit because you were that role model for me. And so I'm sitting here in this thing and I'm like, why are you putting up with this shit? Mm -hmm. Why are you letting yourself, you know? And it's crazy because even though I knew that going into it, even though I knew all these things, how deeply the emotion and the inner critic can affect your ability to see that clearly is insane. Mm -hmm. Insane. Because I never thought that I would be in a position where I couldn't see that or where I couldn't listen to my strength. What I'm going to say is it's actually the norm. What you, t- what you just said, Simran, about how strong the inner critic is and mm-hmm. how much it just has you see the failures or the mistakes about yourself and how, mm-hmm. how much it talks bad about yourself. It's the norm. As a coach, with my clients, I constantly have to remind them of their power. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's they'll be going on and on, and I'll say, hang on, stop a moment. I've known you for six months. You've done this, 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 this. And when I say all the things they've done, they're like, oh, my God, how could I have forgotten and I'm like but you do there's just something inside of us Mm -hmm. and we have to decide who's running this show is it going to be that inner critic who's going to run this show or is it going to be the strong inner leader Mm -hmm. of of the foundation the strength Mm -hmm. who's going to run the show because that strong inner leader has got power has got strength has got courage gets sad but then gets you know picks themselves up and makes something of themselves Mm -hmm. You know, also listening to your conversation, it reminded me of um, something just that I've been thinking about. And I've kind of like, it's it sprung up a couple times this week for me as this idea and this conversation around values. Um, there's two kinds of crossroads that I can like think of that I'm in right now in my life. And in both situations, the idea of values has presented itself. And I think like it's worth mm-hmm. mentioning that sometimes when you're when you're in crossroads, it can seem like it's so daunting because you're so clouded and you're in this fog. But, you know, in both scenarios, like for the first example, um, I'm in a crossroad right now about like, I don't know what I want to do in my life. I don't really know, like, you know, like, do I value money? Do I value happiness? Like, I just don't know. Like, I, I you know, um, and I was on the phone. I, I, I haven't actually told the two of you this, but I was talking to a coach. I, I have a friend who like, you know, she's she's trying out coaching and I'm someone like who kind of think is thinks they need to be coached a little bit. So the base, the, the number one thing that she said was like, well, all we're going to do like to start off with is we're going to do a values exercise. We're going to see what Harpo values. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And then I was listening to a podcast, um, by Jay Shetty and, you know, and, uh, he, it was a, a podcast on like dating and how to effectively date and effectively like kind of like know who you are while you're in this dating phase, you know? And that's cause that's where I'm in my life right now. I'm in a dating phase and I feel like I keep coming across like really shitty, um, dating experiences and I keep thinking to myself like I'm a great person like how do I keep ending up in like shitting dating <laughs> shitty dating scenarios yeah. um, and like his like number one or number two rule for effectively dating is to just like 
not even like all about dating, but just like about the people that you attract in your life is to just like strip it down to values. Like do my values align with this person, whether it's a friend, it's like a family member, the person you're dating. And if you bring everything back down to values, I think you're, you're able to understand who you are as a person more, you know, like for me, like, I think what I hear in auntie, your story about divorce and like, whether you're making this decision is like, you, I don't know, like you did in a way value self-respect because that's what you wanted to teach your daughters. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like you're saying in inadvertently, maybe you like made that decision for your daughters, but you ended up making it for yourself. And I feel like um, any crossroad that comes to you, like if you just strip it down to this idea of values, maybe that way it's not so hard and daunting. Actually, you've hit the nail on the head, Harpo. This, you know, as a coach, once you've done your values discovery, when you're making a decision, one of the ways to make a decision is you go through a list of values and say, if I make this decision, is it honoring or not? Yeah. If I make this decision, is it honoring or not? Mm-hmm. Wow. And and it does clear the fog because the fog is that emotional turmoil the inner critic gets you into, mm-hmm. all that mess. And then if you go down to foundation, we were talking about the strength and foundation, yeah. values are a bedrock. Of yeah. You. They're very unique. Each person has their values. They're innate. Mm-hmm. And when you're, and this is a simple fact, when you are honoring your values, you will be happy. Because they make up who you are at your core. So you can't help but be happy. And you've actually cleared it for me. Yes, I did. I actually honored my values Mm -hmm. when I made that decision. And it's Um, such a like internal thing, right? Like I even just now, like after I said it, I thought to myself, like I I said, I keep finding myself in shitty dating scenarios. But it might not even be that these are shitty people, but it's just that I'm not they're shitty for me because their values don't align with my values. I'm sure they'll go out and find somebody that's values align with their values and they're not shitty people together. Um, They're not shitty people, but they're shitty for me because I'm not completely aligned with my values. And maybe if I was aligned with my values, I would be in more happier, fulfilling relationships, whether that's friendships, romantic, intimate, lust relationships, whatever, um, that would be more aligned with my values. And maybe I would be a happier person. That's, I think, sits so well with, where I was thinking before is like how I felt like I wasn't in my strength or I hadn't built a strong enough foundation. I think values are so part of that. Yeah. Simon, have you done, have you I have values? done values with my coach? Oh, okay. But I think I'm also really bad at articulating and I go to perfectionism and I don't want to <laughs> make the wrong <laughs> words or choose the wrong oh. words. And I think I need to have something because I've said them and we've had that session but I forget them all the time. So I think I need to like literally create like a board or something where they're all there and I can look at them all the time because that's how easily I forget them. I could say them and then forget them in the next second. Mm-hmm. And again, you're not different. That's no, very yeah. normal for people to forget them. I, I know when I did my values discovery, it was three years before they became a part of me. And I had them as a list of words, uh, you know, where my office was and I used to look at them every single day. Yeah. And I used to get curious about them. Is that really a value? And that thing about the wording, I know we can get hung up on it, but it doesn't matter. The labels don't matter. It's really crazy because at the beginning of this recording, I was feeling so shitty. <laughs> uh, we just had our check-in. I had just cried. <laughs> I snotted everywhere. It was not a good time. Um, but, and I felt in that check-in, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to record. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, I feel like I can never get out of this mood this down feeling I just can't I'm like it's I was not seeing a light at the end of the tunnel Mm -hmm. it felt like the end of the world and then we 
talked about it. We figured out that was the title. And I was like, mm, okay, a little bit of a chip away at that never ending downward mood. And we've kept talking, we've kept talking. And I think this is the discussion I need. I feel so much lighter. Yay. And it's not that like, you know, nothing's fixed. I'll probably cry again, but that's okay. Because right now I feel really good. And it's only the end of a world. And there's so many other worlds. And there's so many other things to be grateful for. There are so many other things that I can do. And it's so exciting at the same time. It's scary and it's daunting, but it's also exciting because I always have known and wanted to be a person who can, you know, be, I just, no, no, I had this, always had this idea of myself as this like entity of a being and a person that like just felt good, did good and never knew how to like create that or that what the steps were. But this is the first time that I'm feeling that like I have the space to do it. Mm-hmm. Be a, be a chameleon, adapt to your environment. <laughs> Honestly, take whatever life throws at you and just think, okay, I'm putting it into my backpack because I'm trekking from point A to point B and I'm going to need this yeah. in my backpack somewhere along the way. Yeah, or, or, sure. or it was a jewel or a stone that I picked up along the way and I'm going to take it to point yeah. B and that's going to be what I have to show with my journey. Yeah. yeah. And, and I would add that what you just said was your life purpose. I'm mm-hmm. a person who does good. I, I don't know. I, I remember even what you said, but that's your purpose in life. And mm-hmm. all the events that are happening are getting you stronger, giving you the courage to actually live that purpose, that impact, because that's the impact you want to have on your world. Yeah. Well, folks, if there's no ups and downs in your life, it means you have flatlined and you are dead. So enjoy (laughs) the ride.